Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks again. It's always an honor for us to come across your radios and be with you today to hang out with you and talk with you. And uh, with me as always is my friend, my uh, cohort in podcast crime and and, uh, all that, Stephanie. And uh, Stephanie is uh, preparing for a big conference schedule. She does more conferences uh, in a row than I think anybody. So she's going to be doing a, a conference or a camp up here at Camp Joy with us, breaking out with the ladies and and uh, then she leaves us and she's going down the Southland Christian camp. About the time you're hearing this, Stephanie will be starting up, I think, her, uh, her getting ready to start up her first ladies conference, which will actually be tomorrow after you hear this. So, so she does a ladies conference, has a little bit of downtime than another ladies conference. And then we all get to go to uh, Pensacola here in not too long. So, man, this fall is flying by. So, yep. Yeah, so you might be a knucklehead if, so it's my turn today, you might be a knucklehead if, I want to remind you of this, that uh, if you think that missionaries who are willing to lay their lives on the line to share the gospel of Jesus Christ is foolish, are foolish. If you think they're foolish or people like Charles were not modern, you're a bonehead. It's knucklehead squared. It's too complex to be a single knucklehead. So, uh, Sister Norton, we want you to know that that single knuckleheadedness goes to bonehead when it's complex. So you might be a bonehead right. uh, if you call missionaries fools, because you're calling our Lord and Savior a fool who gave right. his life for his cause and uh, for God. And, and you're calling the Apostle Paul, and not to mention the other apostles and the disciples, even disciples today. So I think that's all very, very important. And... Uh, so with all that in mind, uh, you might be a knucklehead. Now, I've asked Stephanie to start a new series. We're entitling it Hymns That Are Right With God. So she's going to maybe share a hymn, maybe authorship. I don't know, but she's going to tell you a hymn that's right with God. And, uh, and she's going to tell you a little bit about that hymn. So we're going to go ahead and start that now. Stephanie, are you ready with a hymn that's right with God? Well, I think, yeah, I think if I had to pick a hymn this morning that I would say um, would go along, honestly, with with the Psalms right now that we're going through, it would be, I need thee every hour. Yeah. And um, I don't have a hymnal in front of me to read those words, but the chorus says, I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. And coming to that realization that without him we are nothing and coming to the Lord Jesus every moment throughout each day saying, Lord, I need you. And Ron Hamilton wrote a beautiful song, Lord, I need you. And um, just coming to that point of dependence and realization that without him we're nothing and that with him we're everything. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And coming to that point, um, that that hymn is very precious to me. Um, It's a very meditative hymn, and I would encourage you to look up the words 
and go it on YouTube, listen to it. If you have Apple Music, find a find a great rendition of it. Um, the Collingsworth family sings it. I love listening to it. It's beautiful. Just to be reminded that because of Christ, because He has He has given us all we need for life and godliness. If we'll just cling to Him, if we'll take those promises by faith and come to that realization of needing Him. That's that's the massive step because he makes the promise, if you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. And so make that choice to say, Lord, I need you. And know that when we do that, he will fill our cup. He will be that that strength for today, that bright hope for tomorrow. He will give us what we need to serve him and to make a difference for him. Awesomeness. Yeah, and I think that uh, exactly what Stephanie just said, it's so important. Uh, to know that we need him. We need him every hour. So actually, I think you mentioned the hymn, I Need Thee, Lord, I Need Thee. And then you mentioned Ron Hamilton's song, uh, I Need You, Lord. And Lord, so, Lord, I Need You. Lord, yeah. I Need You. So you can find that on YouTube. If you listen to that Ron Hamilton song on YouTube, it actually gives a few cents to Shelley and Ron. And we all know that Ron is uh, really fighting with uh, Alzheimer's right now, but such a great musician. So Make sure you listen to some of his songs out there on YouTube. We highly recommend Ron Hamilton. So, you know, even a casual reading of Psalm 140 and one Psalm uh, and Psalm 141, you realize, Stephanie, that they're very close to each other and that we're still going through these tough times. We're still dealing with these issues. So as we transition from 140 yesterday into 141 today, I think you're going to see some similarities, some, some commonness and... Uh, we're still dealing with a Psalm of David here. And it said, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me, give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and lifting up my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline my heart to any evil thing to practice wicked works with men that work in equity and let me not eat after their dainties. Let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness, and let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head, for yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, so when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth, but mine eyes are unto thee. O God, the Lord, in thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which have laid for me in the gin of the workers of inequity. Let the wicked fall into their own nest, whilst that I withal escape." Man, there's a lot going on. He's still going on, getting away from people, doing those types of things, trying to get out of there. He's seeking the Lord's help. I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie, as you look at Psalm 141? Well, um, again, it's it's very much of David coming before the Lord, and I see him being broken, and I see him being in a place of brokenness and worship as we start this chapter. And, um I actually mentioned verse 3 last psalm, not realizing it was going to be in this next psalm. But the prayer of David said, A watch, O Lord, before my mouth. In other words, God put a guard 
be, be the guard of my mouth and um, keep it, you know, keep something from coming out that should not come out. Keep the door of my lips. In other words, Lord, keep my mouth shut when it needs to be shut. Help me to open my mouth when I need to open it. In other words, God, would you control my tongue? Would you control my mouth? And um, I think of Psalm 19, where David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, because they're connected, what we think in our hearts or what we think in our minds and, and believe in our hearts will come out in our mouth. And um, he said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, where where our words are controlled by God, our, our actions, they're all connected, but specifically David's talking about his mouth here because he knows his heart. He knows that especially when you're being attacked and hurt, the temptation is there to lash back or humans where what we have that flesh and to give it to God separate if you need to separate, but God help my words to glorify you. And that is what David's heart is here. And in verse four, he says that incline not my heart to any evil thing to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. In other words, Lord, keep me separated from them, Lord, that I wouldn't become a part of their evil. And again, this is not just, yes, this involves the blatant out in the world workers of iniquity. We see, I mean, you have, there's so many examples of those today, but there are workers of iniquity that hide under the quote unquote Christian Baptist, any denomination you want out there that are workers of iniquity. And David's saying, I don't want to be a politician, God. I'm not out here to play the field. I, and he says, let me not eat the let me not eat of their dainties. In other words, I don't want to nibble with them. I don't want to to play to play the field to stay a great politician. God, keep me a statesman for you. Keep me in a place where integrity I stand on integrity. I won't I won't sell my soul for a position. I won't and David wouldn't. Okay? He wouldn't do that with Saul. He wouldn't do that with whoever. He maintained where he stood and yet at the same time he kept that there was that dependence on God to keep him in a place of holiness and a place of glorifying the Lord. And that's what I see here is just utter dependence on God as we go into this psalm of God, I want to please you. I want to stay separated from the things that displease you. I want to stay separated from the workers of iniquity, but I want to please you while I'm doing it. And that's that's the place where God wants all of us to live, where it's not out of pride. It's not out of self-justification. It's out of a place of God being glorified. Yeah, it's uh, and, and you know, it's 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 not out of fear. I mean, you know, this is the same psalmist in 27 uh, who talks about the Lord being his light and, and who should he fear. It's, you, you know, I, I find so much here in, in, in Psalm 141 of, you know, I'm just wore out. I'm just wore out from being beat on. I'm just wore out from going through things. I'm just wore out from these things that are happening. I'm just, you know, sometimes we just get worn out, Stephanie. Sometimes yeah. we uh, we just reach that point where we've had enough and and, you know, David's even going on here in three and four, and he's talking about, you know, I'm going to keep myself from sin. You know, I he has great temptation uh, to compromise. I love that you talk that, uh, use that word compromise, the temptations there. We live in a world 
where compromising is easy. I can deal with the dainties or the delicacies. I can eat there on their table. I can, you know, but I'm not going to be evil. I'm not going to do that. I'm not leaving this place and compromising with these knuckleheads, these boneheads. It's not going to happen. And, and then at verse 5, I found great help in verse 5 myself. Let the righteous smite me if it shall be a kindness and let him reprove me. So I'm willing to take counsel. I'm willing to find out where I'm messed up. And, and I mean, that is so important today. That is so yeah. important for folks listening to me. And, and probably the hardest thing to do for Christians, probably the hardest thing to do for people with PTSD and, and suffering, who's upside down, who lives in a world that's not the Brady Bunch, that's not perfect, is sometimes to just stop and say, hey, I need godly counsel. Biblical counseling is good. It's good to let people, you know, for me to talk to people. And, uh, uh, and but, you know, through, after taking that counsel in verse 5, it, it seems like there's these steps going on, Stephanie. And I'm not talking about steps to salvation or anything like that. But if you get beyond 5, it says, I will let God, in my mind, judge my enemies. I'm going to... I'm going to have to give this to God. I know the difference. We see that in the first five, which you said, I'm not compromising. I'm not doing any of those things. Uh, but, you know, I got to give this to God. I've got to pass this on. Our bones will be scattered to the grave's mouth in verse seven, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. But my eyes in verse eight are upon thee, God. I'm going to keep going with God by faith is what it says in eight and nine. And Keep me from the snares which are laid up for me. And, and boy, these wicked people that talked about Charles, that talked about you, that talked about me, that, that talk about the people who are listening to us, Stephanie, those wicked, wicked people set snares for us. They try to yeah. catch us. They try to capture us. And in verse 10, let the wicked fall into their own nets. Will that I withal escape? I mean, I had people try to set snares for me, try to set wickedness for me, send in for my military paperwork to, I guess, see if I claimed a medal that wasn't mine or had some kind of, you know, stolen valor or something. There's people who set snares. But in the midst of knowing there's people who set snares, there's people who badmouth us, there's, there's people who want to compromise with us. We're never compromising God's word. There, there's people uh, who will never take counsel, but we will take counsel from God and God's people. So, so what's the difference? If, if you had to lay the difference up to more than the word God, what's the difference between the knuckleheads or the boneheads that are ensnaring or try to ensnare us, who try to hurt us, who go after people. What's the difference between them and us who serve God in righteousness and, and uprightness? I think it's living the Christ life. Um, someone, Christian or non-Christian, it really makes absolutely no difference in the world. Someone who's controlled by their flesh, someone who's controlled by their desire for power, their desire for worldly fame their desire to be um patted on the back to be worshipped okay and that is that is quite bluntly what they're after they want people it's like it's the same spirit that drove haman it's the same spirit that drove the pharisees and the sadducees it's the same devil and it's that same spirit of pride and that's the difference is you're if, if someone is walking in pride if someone is walking that way, they will end up hurting people. They will end up being a um, worker of iniquity. They will end up um, 
becoming a narcissist because that is what drives them is themselves versus someone who chooses to let Jesus be their head, the control of their life, who chooses to walk as David did, humbly broken before his God. And, you know, when we look at the life now of David, we are reminded that he didn't always have it easy. He was he was treated like dirt by people who should have loved him and respected him the most. Yeah. But David is the one who's called a man after God's own heart. And it's either pride or humility. That's what makes all the difference in the world. I agree. And I, and I, and I think you can even, you know, you can even take it to a place where, uh, which probably where we should go with these people, where separation occurs to get away yeah. from the prideful, to get away from the hurtful, yeah. to get away from those people who are aiming at you. So you had to separate from some people as did I. And, and how do we go about that? How, you know, it doesn't work. Matthew 18 doesn't work. Uh, you know, people just don't care. It's either their way or it's not Matthew 18. You know the deal. They, they're over there in Proverbs 11 talking about, you know, the, uh, that love covers up a multitude of sins. They're, you know, perverting verses and using their hermeneutics wrong and stuff. And we're just not going to get to a place where it's good. It's just yeah. not going to happen. So how does separation happen? How does that take place? Well, obviously, you're in tune with the Holy Spirit to walk humbly before him. But you have to make that choice, as David had to do with Saul. You know, trust is broken. A relationship that is not built on truth and trust is not a relationship at all because love will be a will be the outworking of truth and trust, working together. If you don't have truth and trust, there's no real love. And so coming to that place of realizing I cannot glorify God and stay in this relationship. Um, you, When you make that choice to stay in, in a relationship which keeps you from being able to glorify God, which in a sense is handicapping. You know, the, these situations lead to heavy depression, heavy guilt, despair. And I'm not talking real guilt. I'm talking condemnation. Um, when, when a situation leaves you in that place, leaves you plummeting, you make the choice that I'm going to love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, my soul, my strength, which will result in victory, which will result in you realizing I have to get out of this situation. I cannot serve God. I cannot fulfill his will for my life as long as I am being held in chains by situations by people whose lives are centered around themselves they're not centered around seeing god glorified yeah yeah and and i think that you know i i don't think there's any shame in separating from hurt and pain as a matter no. of fact i think there's i think there's great courage found in that i i think there's courage found yeah. in getting away from things that are you know, might turn you upside down and set your world. And, you know, I've often told people if you're not married and you see something wrong with your future spouse or your fiance and stuff, break it off immediately. You know, there's no sense in trying to, you know, go into something that's already wrong. Can you imagine what years, months and tough times and babies and kids and all that will do to a relationship? And, uh, and so looking at that, so it's the same with interpersonal relationships with other people. You know, if, if you know, you got to break off the ones that hurt. And I'm, if it's a marriage, you go get counseling from your local pastor. But anything short of a marriage, you have to separate. You yeah. have to get away. And, and, you know, 
some people carry these scars and that's a hard thing too because we all carry scars you know but some people carry these things to a new limit and they're they're not able to trust anybody ever again and i caution you about that you know listen there's nothing that could make the devil happier than to have some perverted bonehead in your life that ruins everything every relationship for the rest of your life you know you yeah. can't you can't do that and uh, and i and i think you know the warning there is real that we can get hurt you know for instance i went into a home depot years ago they had opened up a home depot in watertown new york and a box fell off the shelf and hit me in the shoulder it didn't do permanent damage i mean but I, i'm here to tell you i never walked down that aisle again <laughs> you know they, i think yeah. the, i think the store gave me a hundred dollar coupon or something because i didn't get hurt they said you need to go and uh, then they felt bad and they said hey here's a hundred dollar card sorry this box there was someone on the other side moving things and this it was only about five pounds came down and hit me in the shoulder but i never walked near that edge again because i didn't want to get hurt again but the mm -hmm. truth is i'm not going to get hurt again in a home depot you know i'm not going to get hurt again in another one or whatever the case may be you just you know so separate from the problem but understand the whole world is not going to be problematic we you know those afraid to step out and put their foot in the water is never going to jump in for a swim yeah you know those afraid to you know to have another girlfriend or to have another boyfriend or to, they're never going to have another girlfriend or another boyfriend or whatever you know we could go you're never going to have that next best friend so separate and at the same time be cautious at the same time have god's leading but at the same time, trust in God and move out. God's light. What do you have to be afraid of? Separate from the knuckleheads that are boneheads. Just separate. 30 seconds, Stephanie. How do you want to close this bad boy out? I agree with everything you said. And I would say, um, as you as as we look at this psalm, I, I think verse 8 signs it up, sums it up wonderful. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God, the Lord. In thee is my trust leave not my soul destitute and if you can stay in that place a verse eight and give your situation to the lord while at the same time you take those steps of faith and they are steps of faith that god leads you to that is the way to get to victory and healing there it is my friends you need victory you need healing you'll find it in jesus christ listen to every word brother eric's got to say he's going to give you the address how, to, how you can know for sure you're saved Listen, Stephanie and I stand ready. We always do to talk with you folks, to do anything we can do to help you. Get a hold of us on the Facebook page called Helpful Wounded Spirits. We love you folks. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved.
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.